Sunday. Uh, this morning, we have the privilege of hearing from uh, Jim Hicks, Pastor Jim Hicks. If you want to come on up here, Jim. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you have not heard Jim preach, you're in for a treat today. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing. Uh, but we are so grateful for Jim's wisdom. Uh, he has been instrumental in, in just being a voice of reason for us as a church, uh, the way in which God, you have been gifted by the Lord and the wisdom that you bring to us um, is just immensely valuable. So we're so grateful for you. I'd love to pray for you. Hand this over. Lord, uh, we just ask this morning that you would speak through Jim. God, what you've laid on his heart, uh, God, would it just carry your power? Lord, would it carry the power to, to move and transform our hearts? Lord, would it move us to love you deeper? Would it move us to love one another more? God, help us to see you this morning. God, and just give uh, Jim clarity as he, he preaches your word. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. How are we doing? Let me get my bearings up here. You, you, sit, you never know what you're going to get. I never know what I'm going to do. So it works out good for everybody. <laughs> Uh, great, to, great to be here. I, I want to, uh, I'm going to look at some examples this morning that uh, we're going to tie together. We're not going to be long. It will, it will only, uh, I timed it, we're, we're only a little under three hours. So this will be, be great. I, I, I want to talk about this morning, listen to these three words. Overwhelmed, yet Obedient. Watch this little clip. Have you ever felt that way? That the whole world, the whole life is against you. We're going to look at some scripture. You know Gideon. How many of you know of Gideon in the Bible? Just, uh, I mean, so this is what I want you to do. This week, go back and, and read. Uh, we well, can read the book of Judges. There's so many great stories there, better than any Netflix. But look at chapter 7 in particular and look at Gideon. Let me just kind of catch us up to, to where we're at. Gideon had amassed an army of 32,000 Israelites. And he was going to fight the Midianites, who had gathered an army of 135,000. So just if you do the math right now, that he is outnumbered four to one. Have you ever felt that way? That you're just completely outnumbered? That how, How's this going to work? So now I, I want to catch up with the story. This is in chapter 7 of Judges. And I just want to read verse 2 to start with. It says this. The Lord said to Gideon, so when the Lord speaks, you listen, right? The people with you are too many. <laughs> what? I, I want to say God can't... Don't, don't, uh, don't you have a calculator? 
He's outnumbered right now four to one. And the Lord says, hey, listen, Gideon, the people that are with you are too many for me to give you the Midianites into your hand, lest Israel boast over me saying, my own hand has saved me. So they reduce the army. They reduce the army by 22,000 people left. Okay, so now he's, he's down to 10,000 people against 135,000. Are, are, you, are you guys tracking with me? What? Overwhelmed yet obedient? And then, then look at the next time God speaks to, to Gideon. He says to him, the people are still too many. I, I, bet, I bet there's not one person that has this kind of reduction verse tattooed on your arm <laughs> where God says, get rid of some of your resources. It's still, still too many. So now he's down to 300 men. He is now outnumbered 450 to one. Would you be obedient? <laughs> Would you say, hey guys, let's go. We're going to win this. And your team's looking at you like you're crazy. So, that's, so here, here's the deal. Life can be overwhelming. And maybe, maybe some of you in this room right now, life is just overwhelming. And you, you feel like you are that one little soldier with this whole army looking at you. And now you have a choice to make. Will I be obedient or will I freeze? Will I be obedient to what God is calling me to? Or will I become bitter? And just, hey, just a heads up, if you become bitter, you become brittle. And once you become brittle, it's easy for you to be broken in the wrong ways. So what are you going to do when life is overwhelming? What are you going to do when that whole army is staring at you? I, I want to say today, let's be obedient and say yes to the challenges that God has before us. So here's, do we want a faith uh, where we can just control anxiety? Or do we want to have the kind of faith that says, Lord, I, I still want to be obedient in the overwhelming things of life? Do, do I want to be able to control things just because kind of a, a, this, this uh, grit kind of, I, I can do this. Or do we want to be at the place where we say, God, I, I, this is so overwhelming. I don't know what I can, I can do. I've got to be dependent upon you. Here, here's the deal. God reduces, can reduce our capacity so that we will rely upon his resources. Because he says later on in the chapter, Gideon, I'm going to give you this victory. 
and I want you to take that this morning. I want you to think in your, your head and your heart, where, where does God want to give you victory? What are some of the things that you can even name right now that are overwhelming that you want to say, God, you can give me the victory in this? I'm, I'm not talking theory. I'm talking about your life right now, that you're, you're overwhelmed by it. I want you to actually name some of those things that you're thinking that you're overwhelmed by and say, God, you can give me victory in this. I do not, I am outnumbered 450 to one. I don't see how I'm going to get through this, but God, you can get me through this. I'm going to be obedient to your purposes. See, reduction is sometimes so God can show you exactly who he is and who we aren't. One of the things that God is doing here with Gideon is protecting him from pride. That's... Humility is, is one of the greatest gifts that God can give to us because pride is the greatest enemy, the greatest tool the enemy has against us. And so God is just saying, Gideon, I'm going to protect you from pride. You're going to have this incredible victory, but it's going to be, it's going to be so obvious that you will defeat 135,000 people by my strategy and by you being obedient to me so that I will get the glory. Like he said here, nobody's going to boast over me. Okay, so <laughs> it would be fun uh, to walk around the audience and just ask you, what's overwhelming today? What's got you shaking in your boots today? Is it relationships? Is it finances? Is it future? What is it that just uh, makes you pull back? I want to say today, you can be overwhelmed, yet obedient. Now, let's look at, if, if you would, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, boy, Matthew, that Sermon on the Mount is so great. It's, it's, it's one of those things that we have to turn back to often because uh, the, the reason for the Sermon on the Mount is not for us to uh, check all the boxes and say, hey, I've really got this Christian walk down. The purpose of the Sermon on the Mount is kind of a, it's a ruler, we take it out, we read it, we measure our life. How am I doing in this, this way? Because some of the things in the Sermon on the Mount, sometimes you'll read them and you're just doing great. And then a few weeks later, you read them and you're not doing so great. It's a rule. It, it helps us. It's kind of a, a gauge, a, a mirror to where we're at. So what do we do when we're overwhelmed? How do we kind of work these things out? How do we... How do we become obedient and obey? Well, I, I want to look at Jesus' input on this. And this is chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. We're just going to read each verse and then just make an observation as, as we go from there. So here we go, Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothing? Your life. Let's talk about your life for just a second. What is the center of your life? If someone were to write about you right now and write your name and then say the center of their life is 
and draw a line, what would they say about you? Okay, let's, let's have some examples. No, I'm not going to do that. that. That would be fun though, wouldn't it? Right, let's vote. How many of you want me to pick out some people? To, see, what would others say the center of your life is? I, I'm just asking that question. What is your life like? What is, what is the magnitude of your life? Look at verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Look at the birds. Look at the birds. Here's the deal. Okay, here. We have five kids, four boys, one, one daughter. And uh, my family roots are from uh, Missouri. And there's a long line of family roots in Missouri of, uh, uh, I, I hate to admit this publicly, uh, stubborn and ornery. So I've, somebody, somebody's nodding their head. What? That's, this wasn't for you to agree with. This is, so I, I, I wanted to raise uh, my boys and my daughter, and, you know, I wanted them to be tough. And uh, so anyway, that, that's, that's a long story. But you know what? Three of my boys got into birds. <laughs> I'm going, I've failed <laughs> as a parent. They like birds. They get books about birds, and they take pictures of birds, and, and they know bird calls. <laughs> I'm going, oh my goodness, how are we going to go forward? They're into birds. Until, during an incredible, stressful time, where overwhelmed by life, woke up early in the morning, tossing and turning. What's this going to be like? And a stupid bird began to sing. And I go, wait a minute. Jesus said, look at the birds. If there is much, you're, you're of more value than them. That was a revelation. Oh, I had read, I'd taught on this verse and read it a hundred times, but there was something that happened that morning. So guess what? I'm a birder. <laughs> I follow best birds of Instagram. Follow that. I have bird books. I've got telescopes, binoculars. I, I'm, I'm writing down every year the, the different birds that I, I've seen. And I observe them. I even got up early this, this week to, to get my big telescope to go out at, at Haystack Rock at Pacific City so I could see the puffins. And it didn't work out because sometimes life is overwhelming. But you know what? When you begin to look at the birds and say, 
Lord, you said I am of more value than they are. Look at their creativity. Look at how they enjoy life. Look at, maybe my life is off-center. Jesus, maybe you're right. I need to look at the birds and consider who they are because of what you have said. All right, we're, we're, not, we're not done yet. Let's, let's keep, keep reading. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? I mean, that's... That's great. Uh, let me just, the comment on this verse, or how are things looking out, how are things working out for you? <laughs> how are you doing in this overwhelmed life? Is life working out? Because you cannot add anything to your life by being anxious, by going, saying, I, I, am, I am overwhelmed. I, I, Lord, I can't obey you. I, this, this, is, this is way too much. How's that working out? So here, here we go again. Let's, let's look at this next verse. Um, and why are you anxious about uh, clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Flowers. <laughs> you thought birds were bad. <laughs> Flowers. But I started observing particularly wild flowers. And God's creative paintbrush. And some of these flowers nobody's ever going to see. We even went orchid hunting. How many of you do that? I mean, that's really off your rocker. Going out there in the, in the mountains looking for orchids. Uh, what are you doing? Shh, be quiet. I'm looking, I'm looking for, for orchids. Get, get, get out of the way. I think they're just, uh, you're, you're in the way. They're, and just saying, God, my life is more valuable in your eyes than these flowers that are going to be here for just a little bit. And then you go back and visit them and they're all wilted up and gone. L look at this example real quick. Looking at birds, and I'm, I mean, uh, let, let's, let's take it a little further. Do this. Look at birds. Look at flowers. That's something every one of us in this room can do. Jesus is saying, how do you handle being overwhelmed? I'm going to give everyone, no matter of status or place or income, I'm going to give everyone a pass to go forward while you are overwhelmed. I'm going to give them birds. And sometimes he just mixed the colors. I mean... Those colors didn't even match. But he just had fun. Sometimes he just messed with, with flowers. Looks like a dragon's coming out of a something. Who knows? He just messed. Why? Because he says, look at those. You are of more value, and I will be with you more than these things. The flowers are going to be gathered up and burnt. But your life is of more value. Well, Jesus goes on. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. <laughs> and I just say, you got to be kidding me. Even Solomon in all of his glory 
Go back and read about Solomon. Solomon was like this. Hmm. Today, I want to get into horses. So he had barns full of horses. Just horses on horses. Is anybody here a horse person? That is expensive. You got to feed them, shoe them, tack them up, trailer them, take them to the vet, take them back to the vet because they're really stupid, not the vet, the horse. You got to ride them. And he goes, I, I, I want to be into horses. So he filled barns. He goes, huh, I think now I want to be into architecture. So he built all kinds of buildings. This, this is all in scripture. Read Ecclesiastes. He said, okay, you know what? I want to get into gardening. So he planted orchards. He planted vineyards. He planted huge places of flowers. And he said, because it's in the Bible, I'm going to say it, all right? He said, oh, I think I'll get into women. How many did he have? Anybody know right off the bat? Thousand. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. He was the Elon Musk of his day. Any, anything he wanted to do, he could do. And, and Jesus is teaching, the word of God is teaching, and he's saying, not even Solomon in all of his glory was arrayed like one of these flowers. And you are more valuable than that flower. That's why we can be overwhelmed yet obedient. Let me, let me, let me go on. I just tried to scroll my scripture up like my iPad. That, that, was, that was bad. Um, here we go. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive, today is alive, and tomorrow it is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? So just for us, because we're not Hebrews, that little, uh, will he not much more, that's called the cow Wyomer in the Hebrew, even though this is written in Greek, they were Hebrews. And it means, I'm going to compare something, but it doesn't compare. It's kind of a, a Paul uses it a lot. It's a, it's a cool little thing. Pay attention to when scripture says how much more. So it says, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows you need them all. Let me ask this question. Are we Christians? Or are we heathen Christians? What do we seek after? Do we seek after all these things? Are we anxious about all of these things? Are we anxious about the overwhelming conditions of life? Are we just because the Gentiles or the pagans, the heathens do that? Different translations use heathens, some use pagans. 
And I had to ask myself, am I a pagan Christian? Because is, is my life one just trying to get through this overwhelming life by what I, I put on or what I eat or, or, or who I am, my, my, my status in life? Or am I, what am I seeking after? It would have been, I'm just thinking if, if, if I were Jesus, how I would have rewritten this. It, it wouldn't have been healthy. <laughs> it would have been, hey, listen, I'm, now oh, anxiety, I, I'm gonna, yeah, don't, life is not gonna be overwhelming. I'm gonna make it smooth sailing. But here's the deal. It is our struggles in life that help define us and grow us. It is those rough things that we go through, those overwhelming things, that when we will face the facts with Christian faith, God will get us through. When we say, yes, Lord, in the midst of this, I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to be a, a pagan Christian. I am going to be a Jesus-following Christian and do what he says. I'm going to go outside and look at the birds. So when you're out there and you're watching birds and somebody comes up, or you're in somebody else's garden, or maybe your own garden, I guess I better be careful there, and you're looking at the flowers, and somebody comes up to you and goes, why are you so weird? Just go, I'm just making it through life. I'm being obedient because God cares more for me than this stuff. I am more valuable and beautiful and purposeful than a bird. I, I am better looking than a flower. Yeah, yeah, argue that point. Yeah. These are Jesus' words to help us in the midst of this. And then he brings it to two more things, and then we'll look at one more little example and, and we'll be done. Jesus brings it all down to verse 33 that needs to be a life verse for all of us. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. We like to put in all these things will be added and the less emphasis on seek first. But that's not the way it is. It is we seek first and then all these other things will be added. The path can be overwhelming. We can be obedient. We can let our, our faith grow in the midst of anxiety. We seek him first. In the midst of stress, we seek him first. In the midst of trouble, being backed up against the wall, we seek him first. How do we do that? I want to say one way that we do that, and that's so good about Pastor Tucker and Anchor Church, is the spiritual disciplines. We, we seek him first by seeking him first. And, and, and uh, how we operate our life and how we uh, gauge our life, how we handle stress, God has given us the keys, watching birds, watching flowers, prayer, worship, community, service, all of those things turn into seeking him first. And then here we go. Not only does Jesus do that, but he gives us a reality check in verse 34. I love verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
In other words, you're going to wake up tomorrow and God has a measurement of trouble for you. Isn't that just good news? Life has a measurement of trouble every day. Don't go into tomorrow's. Just live through today's according to Scripture, and God will get you through. Yes, we plan for tomorrow. There's all those pieces of wisdom that there are throughout Scripture, but I'm talking about when we're in that place where we're so overwhelmed that we can be obedient. Say, Lord, help me through today. Don't let me worry about tomorrow. Help me, let me get through today by the things you've given to me. All right. One more thing. Go to Genesis. Would you go back to Genesis? We're going to look at, at uh, Joseph for just a second. Uh, yeah, uh, Spencer, why don't you come on up? That, that would be good. And, and the reason I'm going to have you come up, Spencer, and your team is so that I will not go on forever. Because it's a little awkward, right? We're up here playing and the preacher's still going and going and going and going. Because I could, I could go and go and go and go, okay? So this, this, is, this is for me, not for you, okay? <laughs> what, what I'm doing right now. Joseph's life. Well, and, and sorry for all the, all the rhyming words here, but this is just the way it, it came. He had a life of pride, then he went to the pit, and then he went to prison, and then he was persecuted, and then he was placed for the survival of God's people. I mean, if there was anybody that was overwhelmed, it was Joseph, right? <laughs> I mean, first of all, that pride, he had all those dreams. He went and told his brothers that wasn't smart. They said, let's get rid of him. Let's kill him. No, one brother advocated for him. Let's not kill him. Let's just sell him to these people and throw him in the pit and tell him a lion or an animal got him and we'll bloody up the coat and show dad and it'll be tough. But that's, then he got rescued out of the prison. He got falsely, uh, out of the pit. He got falsely accused. Now he's in prison. Go back and read this. It's just phenomenal. And uh, two guys have dreams in prison and he interprets them. One guy forgets, the other guy doesn't. He finally gets delivered, and then he's placed right under Pharaoh for the whole purpose of saving God's people. So, I mean, if anybody was overwhelmed, yet obedient, it was Joseph. But God had to knock the pride out of him first, and that's what he did. That was a gift of God. God had to knock the pride out of Gideon. That was a gift. Gideon go from 35,000 warriors to 300, yet face the same enemy. Joseph, go from your dreams of all that you've seen to absolutely nothing to a foreign country so that you can see my hand. But I want you to read this description of Joseph that's found in Genesis 49. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches run over the wall. Look at the wall being overwhelming life. What kind of walls and barriers do you have? Again, we could go back to that list of anxiety. Is it relationships? 
Is it finances? Is it career? Is, is the wall you're facing your temperament? Yikes. Let's say your temperament is anger. How are you gonna get over that wall? I, I'm just, I'm just gonna take a second now. This wasn't planned, but I'm gonna take a second, okay? Is that all right? One person, please, just one person say it's all right. <laughs> so I had, I had a little, <laughs> started it, okay. Had a little problem with anger, okay? And uh, we were planting a church in, in Chalice, working six days a week. Um, two services on Sunday that were like 30 miles apart. Everything in central Idaho is a long ways apart. And Raylene and I were having a discussion. Um, you might call it an argument. We, we, would, we would call it a, a dis, dis... No, it was an argument. So I walked, we were staying in this trailer. I, I, I walked into my, my desk and my Art and Gingrich lexicon, big thick lexicon was there on my desk and I just hit it. And then I go, oh boy. I've had lots of busted bones and I go, I just broke my hand. It's Saturday night. We're gonna take in a missionary that will speak the next day who is a bush pilot from Alaska, a rough guy. What do you do when you see somebody, you greet them? That hurt, okay? Ugh. All through Sunday, shaking hands. <laughs> Just, ugh, that hurts. Bust your hand and then shake hands all day. It, it hurts. Then we had to drive to Boise, Idaho for a minister's meeting. What do ministers do? They shake hands all day long. Raylene is just snickering. <clears throat> I went to a pastor friend of mine and I said, hey, listen, I have a problem with anger. Now the cast is on, right? I have a problem with anger. Busted my hand being angry. And he said, I got good news and bad news for you. He said, the bad news, it's not a demon, I can't cast it out. <laughs> He said, the good news, that's your temperament and you're gonna have to move into God to help you. It's a work of the flesh. You're gonna have to move into God. I so appreciated that. I wished it was a demon. That would have been great. Just get it cast out and go on. Wouldn't that be, that'd be instead of actually having to work through it. So I, I, I don't know what your walls are, but be like Joseph and find that living water who we know is Jesus and your bow will be fruitful to grow over that. Your life will be overwhelming, but you can be obedient. Things look pretty muddled but you can obey 
even though overwhelmed. Some observations real quick and we're done. Where you have been planted is more than likely not perfect. There'll be obstacles, there'll be walls, there'll be things. However, where you have been planted has possibilities. How will you respond? <laughs> A reason you might be overwhelmed with problems is so that you can see God's possibilities. The reason you might be surrounded by obstacles and walls is so that you can realize the living water of Jesus and grow over that. The reason that, that, that life might be suffocating is so that you can breathe the grace of God in the midst of that suffocation to see his glory and not your own. You must face the current facts with kingdom faith. Don't confess it away. <laughs> I don't see that wall, I don't see that wall, that wall's not there. And I can say this, because I float the river denial a whole lot. So just face the facts, but face it with kingdom faith. And let me say this, your planting will have purpose. For your spiritual formation, and for the sake of others. When others see that bough of yours growing over the wall, they're gonna say, glory to God. When others see you facing those obstacles, facing that overwhelmed, being outnumbered, and the enemy is coming down on you, and you're fruitful beyond that, they're gonna say glory to God. And they're gonna ask you how, and that's why Peter says, be ready to give a defense of the hope you have within you. You go, it's Jesus, it's not me. It's Jesus, it's his being formed in me, his character in me, it's Jesus. Bow your heads a second, would you? I just, uh, I want to do this for, for your accountability uh, and just for, so I can, I can pray because this, this is important. How many of you just slip your hand up and say, hey, man, I am overwhelmed. I'm facing some walls, some obstacles. Just slip it up, go back down. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me pray. And then we're going to turn this over to Spencer. Jesus, I thank you that you are walking among us right now. In my mind, in my heart, I see you walking around this room. Spirit of God, you are here. Far beyond our emotions, far beyond whatever, Lord, the fact is that you are here. And Lord, I just pray 
for my friends in this room that are overwhelmed. Jesus, by your spirit, would you touch their hearts? Would you bring your grace to apply? Would you bring scripture that they've learned, phrases of songs that they've heard, choices that they need to make? Bring those things to their hearts today for life, for who you are. Open your eyes, and, and, but I'm going to keep praying, but I want to look in your eyes. I, I believe in that. It's the window of the soul. Jesus. Reveal yourself. In the midst of these overwhelming obstacles. Lord, may there be such a new level of faith and trust in these people whom you love that they can be so overwhelmed yet obedient to you. Lord, we cannot, and now from these stories, we do not want to do this on our own. But Lord, turn us into a bunch of flower-sniffing birders that trust you. Jesus, in your name and by your spirit. Amen.